Welcome to She Can and She Will. My name is Marianne Brown, also known as the Country Mompreneur. I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and queens at helping women take control of their lives. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. We are back with She Can and She Will, a great new episode here with a guest host who's actually one of our team members who you haven't heard from yet. Hopefully you hear a lot more from in the future. She is our second time around expert, which we're going to explain what that all is in this podcast. And we're calling this one In With The Old and Out With The New. Welcome aboard, Tracy Abbey. Hello. How are you today? (laughs) Pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. It's winter up in the North Country, so that's Exciting. Yes. Yes. A little more snow. We all could use some of that. I said (laughs) sarcastically, of course. I thought it would be fun if we could talk about that second time around. Basically, it's sort of like, uh, this is how I see it. Second time around is you're in a new phase. I'm in a new phase of my life. I am in the second half of my life right now. And so for me, I'm looking at things I did the first time around, if you will. And how can I make that work for me even better in the second half of my life. So for example, or what's not important to me now was very important back then. For example, having the latest and greatest everything. I had to have a nice car. I had to have the right clothes. I had to have, Mm -hmm. you know, you know how that goes. Just everything had to be in a certain way. Now I'm more in tune with what I am inside, what I know better, what my beliefs are. I know better what um, I need to have, um, I don't want to say successful life, but a happy life or, you know, being able to do the things that I wasn't able to do back then, because back then I was working to pay all the bills and raising my daughter and, you know, just keeping the house clean and making her lunches and her meals and everything was focused on somebody else. And so now it's just me. I'm single. No, haven't been married for a long time. So now I'm looking at things Like, what can I do to do all the things that I wanted to do back then that I couldn't do, but I have the freedom to do them now, if if that makes sense. I love it. Yes. And so one of the things that I do, I not only love, love, love and enjoy so much, but I'm able to parlay it into a little extra income and um, it kind of gives me an excuse to do what I love, which is thrifting. I love thrifting. I love buying something um, and knowing I got a really good deal, knowing that, you know what, I don't care if it's pre-owned, so what? (laughs) If it's in good shape and good condition or clean, you know, whatever the case may be, why would I pay full, you know, brand new price for it when I can save that money for, I don't know, a trip, a weekend getaway, a concert, any one of those things that I enjoy so much, um, So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. How can you do thrifting and make it, you know, I don't want to say I can, I can tell you how to make it profitable. I can tell you what I know and what works for me. And I can also tell you how it has enhanced my life. I like it. I like it. So now we're going to go through and talk about first some of the fun things about finding thrift store goodies. Yeah. And one of the first things is you never know what you're going to find. Exactly. Which I mean, you awesome. could start out, oh, I'm looking for this, 
but then you find something not only that you never thought you would find, but also something that you never knew you needed (laughs) until you found it. So, and it's really fun. It's like the thrill of the hunt. You know, if you find something you've been looking for and you found a really good price on it, it's so exciting. Very exciting. Yes. So yes, that is, you never know what you're going to find. And I also find when I come with you, I sometimes bring a list, like I want to find this, this, and this. And you don't grab the first one that you find when we're going on a full day hunting. Like when I bought that croquet set, that's the very first place we went to. (laughs) I was like, oh, I found a croquet set. I really wanted one. It was like five bucks. And it was sort of rusty, sort of shabby. We went to like the next place. We found one for like three bucks. It was in way better shape. I'm like, okay. Sometimes you need to calm down, <laughs> not, not grab the first one you find. <laughs> well, the thing is that the croquet set that, that Marianne is talking about is a much older one. So it was a vintage yeah. and you never know when you're going to find another one. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea because I do think that the first one that you bought that maybe wasn't in the greatest condition compared to the second one you found at an even better price, you can still... I mean, if we're talking money here, you can still sell it for parts. You can sell it for pieces to the game and and get your money back. And, and even if you don't, you can put it in a yard sale and get your five bucks back. <laughs> so, you know, and I think that I think here's another thing that I think of when I go thrifting. Um, and I think you're the same way. Correct me if I'm wrong. But if you're out thrifting and you see something and you're kind of on, you know, the edge, you don't know, should I get it? Should I not? I always go to, if this isn't what I think it is, or it isn't going to work for what I need it to work for or whatever, can I live with the loss of the $3 or the $10 or whatever you're paying for it? And if I can say yes, I would, I would not be crushed. I would be okay. Yeah. Got it. You know, and then like you did with a croquet set. So you found another one that's even better. If you think about it, you really only paid $8 for a very cool game. Yeah. Yeah. So, very true. Now, um, something that I noticed that you do when we go out mm-hmm. is you're constantly, when you look at something, Googling and seeing if it's worth a lot more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is totally true. You're, you're very good. Like, I am not good at this at all. I'll go out, I'll find something I'm like, oh, I want this. Whereas you're able to find the randomest thing and be like, oh, this is two bucks. I just sold it for 200. Like, you can find <laughs> such good, good things. I don't know how you do that. I think. Part of it is just years and years of experience. Um, but also, I think I have an eye for weird stuff or unique <laughs> stuff. If I don't know what it is, for example, Marianne and I went to that um, indoor garage sale a while back. And I found, I thought it was a camera. It was old. I wasn't sure. But it was a dollar. And I thought, you know what? If it's absolutely nothing, the dollar is worth what I'm going to learn. It's worth the education. So anyway, I ended up bringing that particular item home and it turned out to be a 1930s Kodak pocket camera that can sell for parts online for 40 bucks. So I did pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, so good. I would have looked right past it. So you just, you have the ability (laughs) to be like, that's going to be something. But, but again, like I said, it kind of goes back to that. Are you willing to spend the money on it? Yeah. For me, for, in some cases, absolutely. Even if the item isn't anything I can sell or do anything with, it's the education, you know? Um, and somebody else made a dollar. So good for him. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, but also, I also am into it for the money to a, a certain mm-hmm. point. I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff I like and I would keep forever if I had the room. But if I'm going to buy something, um, 
that I think somebody else would really be interested in. I want to make sure that I'm finding the best possible deal. And so, yes, I'll go online. In particular, websites uh, that are selling items, I'll go to their completed sales um, categories to see what they actually sold for. Because you can list a, an item for anything you want. That doesn't mean so that's what's worth. What sites are you usually looking at? Um, usually, if I'm like out in in a thrift store somewhere, I will fall back on eBay. I usually go to eBay. I look at the completed sales. Um, yeah, that's a key. That's a key. You should stress. Look at the completed sales, not what people are selling it for. Exactly. Sometimes look at that. Yeah, you can ask any price you want, but it's only going to sell for what somebody's worth, you know, is willing to spend. So that's why I always go to the completed sales. Now, sometimes I'll get an item and I'll, we'll just use that camera as an example and I'll see on eBay. Oh, okay. This is worth something. Um, but when I get home, I do even more research on my computer and I look up uh, some of these other websites. If it's clothes, I look up Poshmark. I look to see what things are, have sold for. Um, I look on even Etsy at times. I'll look and see because sometimes people are selling vintage items and I deal a lot in vintage items, um, or at least that's my primary interest. So there are a plethora of places to go. And of course, the internet is great for just the history or the detailed information about these items, you know. Um, and sometimes you can find an item that's um, something you could resell and get a lot of money for, but maybe it's missing one little, I don't know, maybe it's missing a spring or it's missing something. You can go online and find that part and make yours complete and then get the big dollars for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've been with you when you've done that. <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun. Yes. And who doesn't like a good deal at thrifting? Mm-hmm. I mean, I buy a lot of clothes there too because the landfills are full enough, honestly. Um, yes. doesn't mean I don't buy new ever. It just means that you can buy really nice um, sort of classic pieces. Maybe it's a tank top or a blazer or whatever. Why pay $200 for it if you can get it for 8 bucks? I yep. just don't so, see the point in buying new sometimes. And that's another key is spending less money mm-hmm. on things. When I moved into my new house, a lot of the stuff I got to furnish the place was stuff we found out thrifting. Because, yeah. I mean, I would want a bookshelf, but I don't want to spend $300 for a mm-hmm. bookshelf. So you go thrifting, you can find one for 20 bucks and paint it all super nice. So Yeah, yeah. And, and that, why would you pay full price? I don't understand. Especially, <laughs> especially uh, and I, again, I can only use myself as an example. My second half of life, I don't have a partner. So I don't have a second income. I had a really fun job throughout my life. So I chose fun over money. <laughs> so <you laughs> know, I don't have much of a retirement going for me. Um, and so I need to find ways to cut corners. And it just so happens that I love thrifting. And so it makes me really extra excited when I do find a good deal, no matter what it is, even, you know, dishes. I buy vintage dishes. Why not? You know, and they look really pretty too. They look prettier than the ones you can buy at the store these days. Well, I think there you have different kinds of options because when they're new, it's what you can get today. But when you look at thrifted items, that are, you know, vintage or older, you have more variety because you're covering more decades, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you're also, you're better at taking, I'll take a bookshelf, I'll paint it, I'll make it my own. 
but you're able to take something. We got, you got this weird thing. I, I don't even know if it was a lamp to begin with. The turquoise lamps that are lamps. I don't know. Were they lamps to begin with? You painted them turquoise. They were really pretty when you got done with them. And I know when you found them, they were super. Ugly. Oh, are you talking you got about them for like, like two or five bucks? You got it for super cheap. Was it the, um, the heavy weighted, uh-huh. the, the pair of lamps that we got at that little country store? Yeah, um, that were that looked like nothing. Like I would have never looked at them. Oh, and you yeah, came up and you're like, I can make these nice. And then you sent me a picture a few days later, and they totally didn't look anything like they did when you bought them. They were, um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I'm thinking, yeah, they were. Yeah, the it was ones, a pair. I, yeah, it was a pair, and I put. Is it? Those are the ones with the round globe I put on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I paid twelve dollars for that set, and um, I don't think they were as old as I initially thought they were, but they were at least maybe sixties. Um, but they were yeah. bottom heavy brass lamps, um, with these super cool kind of curly cue designs. But anyway, uh, yeah, I rewired them and put on, uh, some glass globes on it and spray painted it kind of a bronzy color. I think you're thinking of the turquoise glass lamp. Um, oh, maybe hanging, hanging swag lamp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Turquoise. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but. 12 bucks for a pair of really cool lamps. And okay. Yes. I had to buy the glass globes, but again, guess who's a thrifty shopper (laughs) because I looked at them brand new and I thought I'm not paying 10 bucks or more a piece. Then that sort of cancels out my really good deal in the first place. So, um, and you also, you hear people say this, but it's very true. Things that were made back in the day, were way better made than they are now. Now you get a shelf. It's made out of that chintzy wood. Well, I don't know what's called chipboard. Pressboard. The shelves, yeah, pressboard. The stuff from back in the day was made nice and heavy and meant to last. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with you on that too, for sure. Uh, and it's not to say that nothing is made of solid wood, but you're gonna pay the price if yeah, you yeah. buy something new that's solid wood. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, the quality of some of these items are so much better, um, of the vintage pieces, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I run out and buy vintage clothes and wear them. Some <laughs> people do. It's not my thing, but, um, you know, I'm still buying stuff that's not that old, <laughs> but they're used <laughs> and they're not yes. going to the landfill quite yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. And I think, uh, as we get older or as I've gotten older, I, I have noticed that um, saving money here and there, you know, you end up with a few more doctor bills than you used to have. Um, and like I said, you want to learn or or you want to be able to go out and do these things that you couldn't do when you were tied down. So, um, by learning new things uh, and being able to turn something that I've enjoyed into not a business, I mean, I, I could, but I'm not willing to. Yeah, you could. You totally could. I don't know if I'm, I'm a little afraid to do that. You know, you have to to rent space and all that. We've got some some coaches that we've interviewed that you need to listen to. They will help you with getting over that. (laughs) I think you're right. Um, But I do think that uh, it's been great to be able to um, not only, like we mentioned earlier, the thrill of the hunt, finding something you're looking for, but also finding things you didn't know you needed and finding things that you realize are, are being sold at a very good price, knowing what you could get if you resell it or give the world a chance to see it and bid on it. So um, that's really fun. So how do you get through your day? 
between work, your family, and all the in-betweens, who has the time to connect with others who face your similar struggles? Join us and our monthly Women Helping Women virtual networking sessions to make connections with other women who face your same struggles. Make new contacts, whether you are looking for business connections, accountability partners, or to build relationships. If you've never joined a virtual networking session, it's very laid back, and we try to make it fun for all who attend. We ask you to share your name, what you do for a living, and what you're looking to get out of the session. We encourage people with like interests to share their contact info to connect once the session is over. This is a great opportunity to build bonds with new people who you never would have met in your day-to-day life. So whether you're looking to make professional connections or looking to find some new friends, sign up for our next session. Find more information at thecountrymompreneur.com. There are some drawbacks, and I can say that it's happened to me. as well. And I've kicked myself a couple of times where you buy something and you, oh, I'm going to do this with it. I'm going to paint this or I'm going to fix that or I'm going to put this here and I'm going to do that with it. And then it just sits in one spot for months and months and sometimes years. And I look at it and think, what in the world? Why did I spend this money? <laughs> it's just sitting here. I'm not doing anything what with it. What was my idea? <laughs> yeah. Or I forgot even what I was going to do with mm-hmm. it to begin with. <laughs> I think, you know, you get caught up in the excitement of finding something and getting creative and excited. And I'm going to do this with it. And then I I have to, and I have to, I have done a little better with this, but I have to take a deep breath. I always put it in my cart anyway, because that's a, that's a big thing is if you see something and you're on the fence, do I want it? I'm not sure. Put it in your cart anyway, walk around the store for 30 minutes and then decide because the mm-hmm. second you decide you want it, you go back for it. It's gone. <laughs> it's happened to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially yeah. when we go to one of those big events, like we went to that time where it was a big promoted indoor garage yeah. sale. Yeah. And there were so many people. Yeah. yeah. You have to. Yeah, and it's okay to just, it's, I'd rather decide later that I don't want it and put it back than, like I said, to decide Mm -hmm. you want it and it's gone. But that also helps with overspending or getting caught up in the moment and thinking, I could do this, I could do this with this, Mm -hmm. I can make this into that or, or, or whatever. And, um, and then realizing you're not going to do it or maybe it isn't exactly going to work the way you thought it would. But you can, you can figure that out before you leave the store and, you know, pay for it, which is good too. So, um, yeah, so that is a drawback. You have to not be too excited, um, and really think about what you're going to buy before you buy it and decide if it's going to be worth it or not. But you have some examples of some people that have done really cool things while thrifting. Well, yeah. Um, tell, tell, Tell us about some of them. Um, well, there's a new trend I have found that people are doing and it, it, it's kind of cool, but it also makes me nervous because um, I collect original art. So I see people are going out and they're taking some of the original art that they get from thrift stores and and prints, and they are adding their own flair to it. So, you know, maybe there's a, gosh, I don't know. Let me think of an example. Say there's a picture of a big building. Somebody draws a little tiny fisherman on the top with his line going all the way down the side of the building and then draws a a little pond or a little, you know, something at the bottom. But it's very discreet and kind of have to look for it. I think that's really interesting. And I like (laughs) it. Sounds really cool. 
it's like a where's Waldo situation, you know. I think it's it's really fun. I do worry that they're going to get something of real value and mess it up, but I can't worry. About <laughs> <laughs> I'd be worried about everything. There's also uh, a woman I have been following online who is extremely artistic, and what she does is she'll take something, for example, a statue of a little girl and a dog, and maybe it's you know very pastels you know and it's really cute and she will turn them into something very dark you know like (laughs) she'll she'll paint she'll turn them into skeletons and make them sort of have a day of the dead kind of look to them um and she does it with just about everything you can find she turns (laughs) it into something very dark and uh and i love it i think i mean i don't want it in my house but i really respect her ability to see something and imagine how she can completely change it uh but still leaving it in its same you know she's not cutting anything up she's just covering over it i just think it's really interesting and i love to see what other people do with items and it gives me some great ideas i have a project that I'm going to be starting here pretty quick. And it's a big basket. It's just a, a big um, wicker basket. And um, I can use it as garbage can. Sure. I could use it as, or trash can, I should say, just for papers. Um, or I can paint it and put a plant in it. And that's what I'm going to do. And there's a woman online I follow also who does like, um, she takes pieces of masking tape or painter's tape and she maps out these super creative designs on different items. And in this case, we're talking about a a trash can and she paints it and it just looks so cool once you put the plant in it. Anyway, there are inexpensive, fun ways to make your place your own, I guess. Definitely um, better for the budget. That's for sure. So if somebody's listening and they want to talk to you more about thrifting, how Mm -hmm. could they reach out to you? I am available on Instagram and I'll give you the information uh, a little bit later on so that you can pass it, pass it along. Yep. I'll include that in the show notes. You guys can reach out to Tracy if you want more information about if you are interested in starting thrifting, if you're also a thrifter and want to just share some ideas or some things that you have done and you think, Oh, Tracy, what would you, what would you do with this? That would be fun to just have someone to bounce ideas off of. It would. And I would also really like to hear in what other ways have you managed to save money um, when it comes to thrifting. And I I just, I want to hear different ways that people have saved money or created more money for themselves doing it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, one last question we end every show with is asking people, how do you stay organized? How do I stay organized? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we have, that's, that's a common answer. What a coincidence. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I was never super organized um, until I started the second half of my life. Um, and I think the best way that I find myself staying organized, I probably once a month, I put one um, afternoon aside or a couple of hours aside to just to go over everything that I feel is needs to be kept up on and organized, for example, you know, bills or um, it just whatever's going on in your life that you have meetings and things like that. You just want to make sure everything is set for the month. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I've been doing. And it's really helped me to plan out that following month because I know that it's current and up to date organized 
chaos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's helped a lot. It's it saved me from having to look for things because the paperwork is all together, whatever it happens to be, whether it's, you know, like I said, bills or, um, or keeping track of what I've spent thrifting and what I've made. Mm-hmm. All of that. So yeah, I just make sure I put a few hours aside one day a month and just go over everything and make sure everything's in line. That's where I lack an organization and that's where I've had to work the hardest. So that's fine. <laughs> that's excellent. That's excellent. Okay. Everybody be sure to keep listening because we will have Tracy joining us in future episodes talking more. We just wanted to get you introduced to our secondhand expert. Secondhand? Secondhand, second half, second. Yep. Second go around. Second time around. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. For more information, join us at thepmagency.com.